0: Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Oh, 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 sorry about that! Because we covered it. Click for more. We are farmers.
1: Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. The- is settled for one fall and is for the X Division Championship of the World. Introducing, first of all,
1: The at the top, i this, i have at the top.
0: Prizes. This one may have popped them off. Wow, X Division Dream Match, you're right. Think about what's going through AJ
1: Styles' mind right now. Number one, how do you prepare for Chelsea? You don't know who it is. Number two, how do you prepare for Jeff Hardy? The crowd out is
0: pleased to see him in this race. I and then what role will that play? The crowd's reaction to Jeff Hardy as well, because they're standing as one. Everyone on their TNA Asylum to welcome in his TNA debut, the God, I don't believe oh, it! Well, what a great moment in NWA TNA history. Not only is he making his first appearance, he can literally win the exhibition belt. Well, that's right. What a way to make a debut. That's exactly right. Think of the impact. That Jeff Hardy can have in his first night with TNA, because the golds at stake, the X Division titles on the line, and here we go! Wow, this crowd just happened. the roof just blew off here, Mike. Unbelievable. That, that's the that that really is it, Don. That's the only word to describe it. Unreal, unbelievable. You're right. the defiance kills hey angel crime time baby Uh-oh. fear money nobody moves nobody gets hurt.
1: sorry
2: about your damn luck you're listening to music of the mat on the voices of wrestling podcast network Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro-wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. Uh, This is episode 61, and it's going to be all about the TNA themes of the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. And who better to join me on this voyage of fishnets and neon paint... Garrett kidney Garrett how's it going
3: you see you shoot like you just get a a, a bat signal except for tna and you just shoot it into the sky <laughs> and I come descending down just to to give you witty anecdotes and make you feel bad about how obsessed I am with this company <laughs> who are you I'm kidney <laughs> throwing like TNA-shaped Batarangs, which I don't think would be very aerodynamic, but I think... No, no, (laughs) no.
2: Not very much so. No, no, no. But uh, before we get to all that, uh, I know that since the last time you were on the show here, um, you've actually, you've left your position at Impact Wrestling um, on your own accord, which is important to note there. (laughs) But um, yeah, as I'm sure many people have told you already, Garrett, uh, I thought you did a fantastic job at that role at impact and it is a little bittersweet seeing you not doing it anymore but um ultimately i know that you know it was your decision to go and it is for the best so i'm happy for you
3: oh that's very nice and now i can speak with impunity and tell you that michael elgin's theme song is pretty boring (laughs) i couldn't say that last time i was co-opted last time andrew i couldn't speak with 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 such conviction free at last free at last thank god almighty i'm free at last (laughs) yeah well it's with that ace austin theme it's just there's nothing going on there I mean, look at it this way. Look at it this
2: way. You you are now an Impact Wrestling alumnus, which means that, you know, you, you've joined a list of luminaries such as, uh, you know, Mikey Bats, Serelda, Lex Lovett, Anarchia, um, the Blossom Twins, Phi Delta Slam. You are now part of that elite group of wrestlers there, Garrett.
3: And hopefully, if I go back, I'll I'll aim for, like, the Loki record of returning <laughs>
2: Maybe change your name that one time to, like, you know, Gorath or something different like that,
3: you know? (laughs) I was going to say Irish for Warrior, but Seamus stole that, didn't he? God damn
2: it, Seamus! Well, uh, let's move on now to this episode here. Uh, Jeff Hardy, one half of the popular Hardy Boys tag team with his brother Matt. Obviously, Jeff is uh, probably best known for his time in WWE, on and off, uh, whether as a singles guy or in a tag team with Matt. Very popular guy as well with the fans, won many titles, had some pretty memorable matches and moments as well with uh, ladders typically, uh, but that's not going to be our subject here today. Our focus here today will be on the time that Jeff spent in TNA wrestling. And you know, there's a cute little symmetry, I think, because he spent many years in TNA on and off as both a singles guy and with Matt, uh, a very popular roster member, uh, won a bunch of titles there had some pretty memorable matches and moments, again, usually with a ladder. So the two halves of Jeff's career, WWE and TNA, are rather similar there in some ways. But I think a big way in which they differ is when it comes to Jeff's entrance themes. Because first of all, Jeff has had way more themes in TNA than he's had in WWE. Because he's had like two themes in WWE uh, over the past you know, 20 years or so, Loaded, the Hardy Boys theme, and No More Words. And there were a couple of prelim themes before that, of course, but that's about it, really. Uh, four or five themes in total. Contrast that with TNA, where he's had like 12 themes over a period of just as many years. So the theme turnover for Jeff in his TNA run there is quite high, Garrett.
3: Yeah, Jeff started doing a thing in 2011, or t- 2010 even, or every year at Bound for Glory, he'd debut a new theme song. So basically he'd have a theme song for a year and then he'd change it every year. So as 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 you notice, he started racking them up pretty quick.
2: Yeah, it's like a yearly tradition. Yeah, yeah, every year there's a new Woody Allen movie. Every year there's a new Jeff Hardy theme. It's it's like clockwork.
3: It kind of makes no sense as well because wh- where are you going to de- where is the worst place to debut a new theme song? The biggest show of the year is probably the worst place. Fair enough. It's like, "Oh, it's big and special," but also it's like, "You want that pop," and then people are going to go like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> Maybe a little uh, counterintuitive
2: in that sense, yeah, yeah. But um, the other notable thing about uh, Jeff's TNA themes is that, with the exception of, like, two of them, the guy who does Jeff Hardy's TNA themes is Jeff Hardy. Whether it's his band Peroxygen, him as a solo guy, or with Dale Oliver, Jeff is heavily involved with the making of his TNA themes. He sings on them, he writes the lyrics for them, which is pretty unique because you know the majority of wrestlers are not as directly involved with their music as much as jeff is and i think what's cool about that as well is that with jeff being in charge of his music he's able to get his character and his story arc across using his own words his own music and a lot of these themes here are, are fine on their own but they also fit perfectly in the context of jeff's career and i think no matter what your opinion is on jeff as a singer or a lyricist which we'll get to later on here, Uh, I I think Jeff having such direct creative input with his TNA themes gave him that ability to enhance what he was doing on screen with his own ideas. You know, as good as his WWE themes are, those are not quote-unquote Jeff Hardy songs. Those are not his words. These TNA themes are undeniably Jeff Hardy songs, both in terms of subject and author, Garrett.
3: I commend your ability to say perox par- perox why question mark merge- j parox- <laughs> <laughs> It's an unpronounceable word for a very strange man. But yeah, he, like the, I think it's much more interesting than most other people's theme songs because like. Uh, Jim Johnson is a magician who created wonderful music, but at the end of the day, that was his vision of that, per- that person's theme song. Whereas just, this is Jeff telling his own story through his own music repeatedly over and over. And like these songs evolve and they grow as this character grows. It's really interesting in a way. And as you said, lyrics are nonsense babble, and we'll get into it. But <laughs> for the most part, and like and we'll get into it as well, the way these themes, they build on each other. They're not just like... He didn't just do you know one song and then another song and another song. It's like the the well, the further you get along, the more the next the next song is influenced by the previous one and they kind of build on top of each other in a fun way.
2: Yeah, and I think as well, it goes in line with who Jeff is as a person. You know, Jeff is a musician. He's an artist. He's a poet. He's a very creative guy in his soul and a very bombastic out there guy as well. The way he dresses with the mesh shirts and the arm bands and the face paint and the neon colors, uh, the bumps he's taken over the years all the crazy spots he's done, the ladder matches and the tables matches and whatnot, even unfortunately the problems that he's had in his personal life with the drug use over the years. He's just not a straight-laced conservative guy by any stretch. He's not someone who will fit between the lines, so to speak. He's going to try to be as self-expressive and as out there as he can. So him using his own songs as his entrance themes speaks to him as a creative guy and as someone who puts himself out there and lets his voice and his soul be heard. And like, some of these songs are dark. Yes, they are.
3: Like you mentioned, is is his, his troubles with addiction and sobriety, and like there's, I think his best theme songs are about it, but there a good number of his theme songs. His pro wrestling entrance music <laughs> is about his struggles with addiction, and that's that's so bizarre. You know, usually they're upbeat poppy songs or hard rock, and Jeff is just out here talking about how he needs to get off drugs or he'll die, and that's his <laughs> entrance theme.
2: Yes, well, um, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, Jeff's uh. Jeff's subject matter for his lyrics are, uh, you know, they're, they're a, little, uh, a little strange, I think. Yeah. But um, let me ask you this here, uh, Garrett. What was the first time you ever saw Jeff? Was it in TNA?
3: Oh, well, me personally? Oh, it went far back. Because I would have started watching wrestling in 99. So like, one of my first memories of wrestling is SummerSlam 2000, which had the, uh, that was TLC1, wasn't it? Not Triple Ladder. Triple Ladder was the year before WrestleMania. Yeah. TLC1. Correct. So like that TLC one match, seeing Jeff Hardy fly off ladders and fall through tables, that left a great impression on me. And like I was one of those kids. I was a Hardy Boys kid and an edgy Christian kid, because like what child does not like seeing people fall off fifteen foot ladders through tables? It's <laughs> it's in it's intoxifying. The the man is tremendous. I I've always loved Jeff.
2: Yeah, for me, my first experience with Jeff was in TNA. Uh I had heard a little bit about him in 03, early 04 But my first time actually seeing him wrestle was in TNA. In fact, I mentioned this on the Low Key episode way back when, uh, that my cable service at the time had this special on-demand feature where every month there would be a free wrestling match from a pay-per-view. One of those months, it was AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy for the X Division title, which was Jeff's debut in TNA. And I remember watching that video, Modest Hits, and he comes out and the crowd's going nuts. And I don't necessarily remember the match all that well, but I do remember thinking, this guy's pretty cool. I like him. And I think no matter where Jeff is in his career, and he's had some high highs and some low lows, Jeff has always had that connection with the crowd. You know, he's called the charismatic enigma for a reason. People are just drawn to him. And there have been some times where my love of Jeff Hardy has waned somewhat, uh, namely March 13th, 2011 but at the end of the day i'll always throw my support behind jeff hardy
3: and jeff is one of those guys who's like he's not like like, like when you talk about charisma in pro wrestling you usually talk about someone who can cut a great promo like, you think of Steve Austin when you think of charisma. And Jeff has never been a great promo, but he has that very strange, like, magnetic physical charisma. Like, he's gyrating, he's wearing his fishnets, and his face is painted. And he's, he's, his hair is rainbow-coloured. He looks different. He feels different. He doesn't feel like every other wrestler that rolls off the assembly line of a wrestling training school. He feels like this unique individual. And, like, it is very rare that you get somebody who I think most people would describe as not a very good promo... But insanely charismatic and has a a very 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 dedicated following. It's it it speaks to his his, his enigmatic charisma.
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, uh, taking crazy bumps probably helps that, I think. (laughs) It it
3: does. Falling off ladders is just, you're you're going to win everybody's heart if you fall off a ladder. (laughs) Of course, he kept on falling off ladders. (laughs) Eventually, he reached like 2016, and he's still just jumping off of ladders. It's like, Jeff, you just blew out both of your knees in a motocross accident. What are you doing? My favorite thing is
2: when Jeff did the interview where he said, you know, man, my back is pretty screwed up. I can't do the swanton every now. I'm going to gonna hold off on doing that from now on. And then like a month later, he does a swanton onto the fucking apron <laughs> at SummerSlam. And it's like, what the fuck, Jeff? What are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I got caught up in the moment. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> you it's see, like, he, oh, started, oh, Jeff. he started compensating by doing the swanton that breaks people's ribs instead. <laughs> Who cares about his safety if once he just lands cushioned on somebody's sternum and crushes them, he's fine. So let's
2: get to these themes here, and uh, we'll start right at the debut match in TNA. Uh, Jeff had left WWE in 03, then a year later he debuted there in TNA on June 23rd, 2004, on the 99th TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View. And Jeff had this theme for his entire first stint in TNA, which lasted until June 06. This is by Jeff's band Peroxygen, which, uh, as you brought up earlier there, Garrett, a very odd spelling for this band name. question mark G E N, And I guess you're supposed to say the word Y like it's the letter Y, Peroxygen, which is a very Jeff Hardy thing to do. Now, 11-year-old Andrew did not know that, so he pronounced it as Peroxygen. I imagine you did this as well, uh, Garrett?
3: I, I still pronounce it Parox Y-Gen until the start <laughs> of this podcast 15 minutes ago, Andrew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, uh, Jeff has a way with names, um, especially album titles, as we'll get to later on here. But uh, in, any case, in, any, in any case, this is Jeff's first TNA theme. It's called Modest.
1: Modest to the top Modest
4: at the top Straight to the top But then keep heading up Stars shine for why we should give a bump. About what is real and how real is still The only way to feel the pain of the deals In a way that survives the struggles we face In this life There's a lot of time can erase Showcase the skills you were given at birth Live your life different what it's worth Show off the style you've professed in life Show off the way to make it right Make it to the top of malprofession Roll it until you feel there's nothing more for you to do or say None of you better get in my way coming down If you do you'll be back on level been...
2: Bondus So if I could describe this song using one word, it would be alien. And that makes sense because if you look at Jeff Hardy, sometimes he kinda looks like an alien. With the face paint and the gyrating and the the cut up armbands and whatnot, but yeah, modest. It, it does have this otherworldly quality to it, where the song has these like low pulsating bass tones, boom, 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 and the guitar has a little distortion effect on it, and Jeff's voice kind of has a little alien quality as well. You know, he, he sings in this robotic, uh, not fully monotone, but sort of talk singing style. He also has some processing on his vocals and the echo effect as well. I think just music just becomes a little bit more traditional as time goes on. But when it comes to modest, it doesn't really fit into that traditional rock and roll box, Garrett.
3: I kind of hate the song. <laughs> what? <laughs> you you touched it perfectly when you said the word monotone. My big problem with the song is it just goes nowhere. It's like showcase the skills you were given at birth. Live life for what it's worth and it keeps going like that and never goes either up or down in any way whatsoever it's just hold it on just hold runs.
2: on there's the make it to the top of my but he goes up and down there
3: he but he doesn't it's still the make it to the top of my profession Actually, no, it's Mount Profession for a reason. I, I, I forever sang that lyric and I refuse to think of it as anything other than my profession because my profession makes a lot more sense than Mount Profession. Yes. Mount Profession doesn't make any sense, Jeff. You had a perfectly fine That's lyric. That's the
2: Jeff Hardy charm, Garrett. That's the Jeff Hardy charm. But I
3: would, like, it's just, it's so flat and boring and just like, a uh, straight line. Come on, Jeff. You're weird. Get weird.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I can't lie. I, I enjoyed the song. But, um, you know, I, I think besides our own opinions about it, I do think it's a good song for Jeff to start off with because based on the way it sounds, it's saying, okay, there was that whole period where Jeff was in WWE with the Hardy Boys music, but now Jeff is on his own in a new company in TNA. Here's a song that draws a clear line in the sand between those two eras because it it does sound totally different than the Hardy Boys theme. And it's by Jeff Hardy. You know, like I said earlier, this is his music. This is his voice. These are his words. So it distinguishes between the two company runs, not just in the way it sounds, but also by the fact that, uh, like I said earlier, Jeff is now able to use his own music to help dictate the story. Whereas in WWE, he didn't have the chance to do that.
3: I think it's it's a song of somebody who has something to prove. You know, he talks about there's a lot time can't erase and, you know, show all the ways to make it right. It's like... I, I've been, I've left WWE, I'm out on my own, and I'm going to make it to the top of pro wrestling because I was held back. But the song's called Modest, so the, it's, it's like there, there's an innate, like, I, I will do it in, in a way that is humble based on my talent and skills, and I will earn it. I, 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 like, I do like the lyrics of the song. It's just that, just, just go somewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the lyrics, you know, they are uh, pretty strange, no surprise there. But for the most part, you still sort of get the gist of them. And what they mean, like, you've got, make it to the top of Mount Profession, rule it, until you feel there's nothing more for you to do, or say, none of you better get in my way, coming down, if you do, you'll be back on level ground. You get the gist of it, you know, Jeff is trying to climb up the mountain of his wrestling career and become the best, nobody get in his way, or you will be sorry, modest to the top, modest at the top, he's trying to stay modest, he's trying to stay himself and stay humble. That all makes pretty good sense, I think. But then you also have lines like, we are the world's humorous cells. Let's keep it laughing to save ourselves in a way that can read our planet's face. In this life, there's a lot time can't erase. And your initial thought is, what the fuck did he just say? But (laughs) if you take a second to think about it, you can still kind of get the gist, I think. Let's be good, positive people to benefit the planet. It's just said in a totally bonkers way. But, you know, at least they're, like, authentically weird Jeff Hardy lyrics, you know, Garrett. You know, that's that's what's important, I think.
3: And this was, like, green face paint or Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So it's like, like, like maybe it's an environmental message in there somewhere. <laughs> maybe. Maybe.
2: I don't know. <laughs> so uh, Jeff left TNA in June 2006. He had some moments here and there. Um, the one that comes to my mind immediately is the Bound for Glory 2005 Swanton off the entrance set, which is still one of the craziest dies I've ever seen in wrestling. But, Jeff, he, he doesn't have any big, concrete success during that first run. Probably because he no-showed a few pay-per-views. And, you know, Garrett, management tends
3: to frown on that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think if we were to add up the number of chances Jeff Hardy gets throughout <laughs> this run, it's, it's quite a few. Because like, this is his first run, and he's al- he already no-shows a show and comes back, and then no-shows another show. And then it's like, all oh, right, Jeff. And for some reason, WWE hire him again, because that's behavior that's like, yeah, all right. He seems like he has his act together by no-showing <laughs> no- these pay-per-views.
2: Yeah, so Jeff went back to WWE for a few years and uh, definitely had his most successful run there during that time winning both the WWE and World Heavyweight Championship. And then in 2009, he left WWE to heal up some injuries. And then on January 4th, 2010, Jeff Hardy made his big return to TNA for a second and much longer and more successful run. How did he do it? The same way that any good wrestling hero makes his big return to a company, by sitting on top of the steel asylum cage in jeans and a T-shirt, right after Homicide got stuck trying
3: to get out of the cage, <laughs> he also murdered, absolutely destroyed Homicide with a chair shot before that, like literally just brained him in the skull with a chair, <laughs> and then just climbed, climbs the giant red bird cage, and he's like, "Hello, I am <laughs> Jeff Hardy, I am back."
2: And then afterwards, he and he and Shin and Moore go painting together, you know. <laughs> yeah,
3: and they disappear for two months.
2: Which doesn't quite scream main event superstar, does it, Garrett?
3: <laughs> no, it's just like, I have had my fill of the birdcage. I will see you in March. Well, uh, Jeff
2: started using a new version of Modest in March. Uh, this is the Modest 2010 remix. <laughs> Modest. To the top. To 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 Modest. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, 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 the top, the top, the top, the top. You mm, the, the top, the top, the top. Still mark this, look at all
4: the top, that's the top. The top.
2: So this is the same song as Modest in terms of the lyrics, no big changes there, but there are some big changes in terms of the production. Uh, They've slowed down the tempo a bit, uh, changed the music up to where it's a lot brighter and more upbeat sounding, uh, like with that little which kind of reminds me of A Little Respect by Erasure. And for some reason they decided to pitch Jeff's voice up and down. Show off the styles he perfected in life, show off the way to make it right. Which just makes him sound more like an alien. So overall, I think it's a decent song. I like the whole uh, psychedelic vibe to it. I'm just a little confused and put off as to why they decided to mess with the vocals like that. Uh, What
3: about you, Garrett? You know why they decided to mess with the vocals like that, Andrew? Oh, for Christ's sake. Because they were fixing the fact that it went nowhere. They didn't fix jack shit. This, you see, this is a good version of Modest. This takes the problems with Modest and fixes them. So that by the time that you actually get to the Make it to the top of Mount Perfection, it actually has oomph and impact and it builds to it. And you get to the chorus and it's actually good. There is a big difference
2: between pitching a guy's vocals up and down in post-production and a singer actually raising and lowering his voice in the recording studio and Listen, singing better there's a big difference there
3: jeff left for two months they couldn't get him in the recording studio to record the new song
2: <laughs> he was too busy painting with shannon moore yeah
3: but seriously i i, I legitimately think this just fixes everything wrong with the, the the original version of modest i think it's a much better song it feels like it feels like an anthem you know by the time you get to that course it feels like an actual like jeff hardy anthem as opposed to the brrrr. Monotone, and like I remember, I, I distinctly remember there was a cage match on Impact. It was the band you might remember of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and sean watman Ah, yes. And they faced Eric Young, Rob Van Dam, and Jeff Hardy in a cage match. And uh, Eric Young drops an elbow off the cage, in which he looks absolutely terrified. <laughs> if he it's it's the sh- he doesn't jump up off the cage; he just kind of falls down because it's like, oh, the poor guy was shitting his pants up there in the top of the cage, dropping that elbow. But, and then of course because Eric Young does the giant jump off the cage and they play Jeff Hardy's music on the out because poor Eric Young's a nerd, but I, I distinct I distinctly remember them playing that version of Modest. This is like my first memory of that version of that song, which I assume I think he'd only, he'd been using since March, hadn't he? Correct. So I I I like I have I remember a feeling of contentment hearing that. It's like because it was during the Monday Night Wars. impact was getting obliterated, but let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> But, but I, it's like, yeah, TNA's here. They've arrived. Jeff Hardy had this great song, this great version of this ter- originally terrible song. Everything is fine. It's a great anthem for Jeff Hardy. And I uh, yeah, it, fi- it fixed the song.
2: I guess I prefer the original version more, but this one grew on me. It, it grew on me. I don't hate it. Um, and again, despite what our opinions are on it, it makes sense, I think, that Jeff would come out to a remixed version of Modest for this, you know, beginning of the second run because He's still trying to make his way to the top of Mount Profession, so to speak, but he's older now, and he's not the same Jeff Hardy that he was before when he left. He's not the 06 Jeff Hardy with the glow paint and, you know, being hung upside down by abyss and chains at that one time. He's 2010 Jeff Hardy with the full face paint design and being in a tag team with Mr. Anderson called the Enigmatic Assholes, which did happen, and Garrett can back me up on that.
3: Yes, Mr. Anderson cut a promo at Sacrifice 2010, very good promo. It's the moment where people thought it was his Austin 316, where he suddenly hit on the idea of being assholes, and people were like, oh yeah, we are assholes, and then on that show, he wrestled Jeff Hardy, and then they got a mutual respect for one another and became a tag team, a classic pro wrestling story.
2: Yes, and then they had a match with Beer Money at Slimbiversary, I believe.
3: Indeed, it wasn't as good as the Beer Money against Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy match that happened a couple of weeks earlier on Impact, though. Garrett Kidney,
2: folks, Garrett Kidney. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> But um, let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever heard the 2012 remix that he did?
3: There was a 2012 remix.
0: <laughs>
4: Modest to the top.
1: top
4: Hardest at the top. at the top. The top. Still, my death, past the top, straight to the top, and then you keep heading up. star shine for why we should give a pump about what is real and how real is still the only way to feel the pain that sometimes deals in a way that survives the struggles
2: we face. He never used it as a theme, but he did put it out on an album. It's like this. Uh, symphonic industrial metal mix that's like super dark and maybe the sound of it would have worked for where Jeff's character went towards the end of 2010, intent, but I don't think the lyrics would have. Interesting. Well, speaking of dark Garrett, I'm afraid it's time to darken the mood here because they are coming. They are coming Garrett. For months in 2010 Abyss was warning people that they were coming to TNA to take over. And they would eventually appear on October 10th, 2010, 101010 10, 10 at Bound for Glory. They turned out to be the new big heel stable, Immortal, led by Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and the new TNA World Heavyweight champion, Jeff Hardy. Yes, Jeff Hardy, hero to us all, was now a bad guy for the first time in a long time. Not just a bad guy though, he was now The Antichrist of professional wrestling. (music) Who spoke in cryptic promos and wore a suit and a purple shirt and tie and had a customized purple title belt with his cartoon face on it. And he smoked cigarettes on TV because that's what Antichrists do, Garrett. They smoke on TV. The humanity. Yes. And now that he was a bad guy, Jeff ditched Modest I started using a new theme. This is by Dale Oliver and Jeff Hardy, and it's off of the album Similar Creatures. It's called Another Me. I've been listening to this song for years, but I didn't make the connection until just now that Another Me is essentially the heel version of Modest. Because it starts off with a very similar drum pattern, but instead of talking about being modest to the top, he says, Another me is what there will never be. Another life like this you will never see. Which right away sets the tone that Jeff is no longer the modest good guy. Now he's arrogant and turned to the dark side. And there are all sorts of references to death and the afterlife. Sickness is Armageddon. I prepare your eulogy. It's definitely a much darker song than Modest is. So it certainly fits this new darker character that Jeff had at the time. And as is the case with some other Jeff Hardy TNA themes... It ended up being a little bit of foreshadowing because he debuted this at Bound for Glory, the night he turned heel. So him coming out as a face to this new arrogant song was a little tip-off that things were a foul, Garrett.
3: I was at that show. I was there in person. And I, I did not get Jeff Hardy coming out to a song all about how he's an egomani- egomaniacal madman that, that's all about himself now. It's like, oh yeah, you should have seen that coming, shouldn't you? <laughs> They've been like, hey, hey, Jeff, you're aligned with them, aren't you? <laughs> Though I suppose the, the, Abyss really played a, a, a swerve ball there, or a curveball. No, swerve ball. I'm, I've coined swerve ball. <laughs> it's going to become a thing. Abyss really threw a curveball where he's like, they are coming, they're coming, and it turned out they were all there in the first place.
2: And I think the robotic way that Jeff sings really enhances the vibe of the song. You know, because the inhumanity and the coldness of the vocals in Modest. You can play that up as, oh, that's just weird Jeff Hardy being weird. Here it comes across as a guy who isn't trying to stir up people's emotions. His soul is basically now deadened, and he just wants to talk about himself and serve himself in a cold way. And that translated to the screen as well, because he wasn't the old Jeff Hardy gyrating and jumping all around everywhere and whatnot and going nuts. His entrance was now slower and sinister and a complete 180 from what it was before.
3: And, like, this this song gets pretty dark. Like, like it's, fr- like, the, the line, death, I want to die, I want to die, comes up in this song. And, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, the, the, the way you can read the lyrics is that he wants death to die, of course, but uh, another form of disease, I want to end, comma, I, I want to, to end. end. <laughs> and that's just... I don't, knowing where Jeff was at that time of his life, I think this is a pretty dark song to go back and listen to, even like going above and beyond his wrestling character. It's very
2: grim, yeah. I mean, looking back on the whole, you know, Victory Road 2011 incident where Jeff is visibly intoxicated for the main event, world title match against Sting, and they have to call an audible, and the match ends in 90 seconds, and Sting has to physically hold jeff down for the pen because he's so blitzed out of his mind it's depressing and it's grim as all hell and you have lines like thank you heavenly for my health and history if there comes a time in which i die before i wake i know my soul you will take care of and guide through leaving earth to meet you death i want to die it's all very morbid and you do wonder where that immortal Antichrist character would have run if that incident didn't happen. But really, it was all just, I think, a a blessing in disguise because that was Jeff's rock bottom. And it spurned him to try to get better in his life. And thankfully, we haven't had another incident like that since.
3: I will say that Victory Road 2011, there was a story on that day that nobody could find Jeff Hardy because he was sleeping backstage. He was taking a nap and there's a lyric in this song another nap is what i need to take and just saying andrew he told them in the entrance music <laughs> you know they should have known six months of foreshadowing right there <laughs> yeah it's like oh wait we should analyze the lyrics of his theme song to work out where he is <laughs> i am eating
2: at burger king if you want to reach me call me on my cell 555 five.
3: <laughs> listen those those are beyond the realms of what jeff hardy lyrics could be so.
4: Thank you. Thank you. yo. I I, I do not deserve that. But thank you. I have to thank the network first and foremost for letting me come out here and and talk for a minute. It won't take long. The last time I was saw in this ring, I was pathetic. I was messed up. I had a main event match with a guy I've looked up to for a long time. And I failed miserably. I let everybody down. I let everybody down. I let myself down because I wasn't the main eventer I know I am. I got here today, in Huntsville, I got here today and I walked in the building and the stress, the, the doubt was overwhelming. I almost felt hated. There's so many people in the back right now that are so mad at me and they have every right to be. I can't change what happened at Victory Road, but I can admit that at Victory Road, I had hit rock bottom. Can't expect you to forgive me and give me another chance. I can't, I damn sure can't expect everybody in the back to forgive me and give me another chance. All I can do is ask, give me one more shot.
2: So after Victory Road, uh, Jeff obviously went home to get better and to get clean, and he came back on the September 8th, 2011 episode of Impact, looking healthy and looking a little bit overwhelmed as well, and rightfully so because it's his first day back after the worst day of his life. And Jeff cuts this really great promo, a really heartfelt promo, saying that Victory Road was him hitting rock bottom, he let himself down, he let everybody down, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And he ends it by saying that he can't expect everybody to just forgive him and give him another chance. All he can do is just ask them for one last shot. And it's such a real, honest, emotional moment that solidifies Jeff as a face again, and I think was the best way for Jeff to start redeeming himself in the eyes of the fans, Garrett.
3: And an interesting fact, that promo took place in Huntsville, Alabama, in the Von Braun Civic Center, which... Is the building in which TNA was born. So, in the building in which TNA was born, Jeff Hardy was reborn. There's a nice little symmetry there. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He and also that... came out to Modest that night. Yeah. It would have been very strange if he came out to another meeting. Uh, that would have been weird to come out to, yeah,
2: <laughs> Death, I want to die. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody, about all that, you know. <laughs> I want to end. I'm coming back to wrestle. <laughs> I think that would have been a bit of
3: tonal dissonance. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and uh, at Bound for Glory 2011, he debuts his new theme. This is also off of similar creatures. It's called Resurrected. Resurrected. <laughs>
4: Believers what I'm talking about. Oh, One more shot and then I'm under it go. Gonna show the non-believers
2: they are nothing but wrong. Until the day I die. One more way make it easy. Before... We have a new recurring motif here with the Jeff Hardy TNA themes, which is the Klaxon that rings out at the beginning which I like because, A, that becomes a unique stinger for Jeff to have, but it also represents what I consider to be a clean break from the previous themes that Jeff had and his previous TNA personas. You know, it, it, it doesn't start off with the drum beat like Modest or Another Me. It starts off with the klaxon. So much like how Jeff is starting fresh and making a clean break from his previous eras where he was in a bad way, his entrance music is doing the same thing,
3: and there's, like there's a very interesting thing during this period of Jeff Hardy as a character, where like it's a weird dichotomy of like everyone knows what actually happened. He had a very very public rock bottom, and uh, even like during that summer is when he served the jail sentence from the drug bust, wasn't it? Uh,
2: yes, yes, it was.
3: So like that that's everyone knows like like he's had a very uh, a very a very public. Meltdown, and then on his on-screen character is like, I, I, I'm, I'm seeking apology, and Jeff Jarrett is like, Oh, you're just, uh, no one should trust you, no, you know, and like AJ Styles is like, Oh, well, I don't know if I should trust you. And then he has this theme song which just like utterly reinforces all of those themes. As you said, it's kind of a break because they bring back some of the elements of modest in in, uh, in his later themes. But this this is more of a, a clean break. He's resurrected. He's a new character. Jeff Hardy has been reborn. And he's... Even, but even like, there, there's almost like uh, an element of I'm going to show him. Instead. There's not much contrition in the lyrics. It's not like, oh, you know, uh, it's less modest than modest. You know, it's like i showing non-believers. It's like haters going to hate and I'm going to show them wrong. Well, he's trying to prove himself.
2: You know, he's got a fire under his ass here. Mm. Uh, the opening line is one more shot and then I'm over and out. Going to show the non-believers what I'm talking about. One more shot and then I'm under and gone. Going to show the non-believers that they're nothing but wrong. It's referencing the line from the promo and he's taking responsibility for his actions. But he's also saying, yeah, I fucked up. And I know that there are people out there who think I'm just a fuck-up, but I'm going to climb back up the mountain, I'm going to climb back up to the top, and be the wrestler I know I can be. And I'm going to prove those people wrong because I have to. This is Jeff's last shot. If this doesn't work out, he's done. Which I think is the perfect and obvious message to have if you're someone in Jeff's position,
3: Garrett. And it's like it's interesting to look back on because obviously we we know Jeff Hardy seems to have gotten his life in order. He seems to be doing very well for himself. You know, he didn't appear to relapse after this. So that would have made it like th- that would have made the tone of this conversation about this theme song very differently if if that one more shot didn't go quite as well as it turned out to for Jeff Hardy. And I think that that's kind of what I'm hitting on with that character. It's just like it's weird to bring like such a a personal public thing. ...into a, a pro-wrestling character. It's sort of unprecedented... in a pro, ...and pro-wrestling is always like... ...turn yourself up to 100... ...and Jeff Hardy is probably... ...no greater... A, a, ...an indication of that... ...than anybody else... But yeah, it's very it's very interesting to look back on that character, looking for redemption, looking for as the song is called, resurrected. He's he's resurrected as a new Jeff Hardy, looking for one more shot to prove himself, and he goes into what I think is honestly the best year of his career in Ring, 2012, which I think Jeff Hardy in 2012 is absolutely tremendous. Like you go back and watch Jeff Hardy in 2012, his matches with Kurt Angle, his matches with uh, AJ Styles on TV, which actually was in 2013, but and his matches with Austin Aries as well and Bobby Roode. Really, really good stuff, and like his best like just pure straight up wrestling matches. He didn't do much jumping off ladders. He's like back down to earth pro wrestling Jeff Hardy, know if he jumped off a cage that year, but cage cages aren't ladders Andrew. those are two different objects. I know that much <laughs> that that shows the the evolution of the character jumping off a cage instead of a ladder
2: <laughs> one more shot. I'm only jumping off cages now
3: <laughs> yeah it's it's i I think. I I like this, and I I think it's a very good song. Like, I usually go through the the period, my relationship with Jeff Hardy theme songs is, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, oh God, this song is great, why can't I stop listening to it?
2: (laughs) And I think, oh, sorry, I, I think that the renewed spirit and vigor is evident in the song as well. Like, if you compare the openings to each song, Modest and Another Me have kind of a subdued opening, like, a bit lethargic, Modest to the top, Another me is what there will never be. Resurrected, though, it starts off with a guitar riff. So there's already a bit more frantic energy there. And then Jeff comes in. One more shot. And then I'm over and gone. It gets you pumped up more than those other two songs do. And again, that goes along with Jeff, who probably has a renewed energy within himself to try to get back in people's good graces and get back to a good place. And he succeeded. October 14th, 2012, Bound for Glory. Jeff is in the main event, wrestling for the TNA title against champion Austin Aries, a match that he would win. He debuts his fifth TNA theme there, again by Jeff Hardy, and again off of the album Similar Creatures. This is the title track, Similar Creatures. (laughs) kicks off with the klaxon from Resurrected, but then it brings in the drums from Modest, and it kind of mixes them in together, which is interesting because it's referencing the previous Jeff Hardy themes, Resurrected and Modest, but not Another Me. It's kind of leaving that one out of the mix. So perhaps this is Jeff's way of bringing in the past, but not fully reconciling with that really dark period of his life that he had with Another Me. That's my guess anyway, Garrett.
3: What I really like about this song is obviously, like, everyone remembers the famous Jeff Hardy his catchphrase, creatures mount up. <laughs> it's it's so catchy. But, like, this, this is, like, I think more than anything an anthem for his fans. Yeah. You know, it's like the similar creatures. There's him, the, the weirdo, outside of the box, paint-your-face-over-in-the-corner guy that everyone thinks is kind of strange and off-kilter and a little kooky. And, like, like that misfits and, and, and strange people that Jeff Hardy kind of inherently appeals to. This is their song, you know? They're the dying breed. Yeah, it's basically a love
2: letter to the fans who stuck by him
3: during that tough time.
2: And it's also a victory lap of sorts because he won the title and he's back on top now. And now that he's back on top, he doesn't need to come out to Resurrected again because the resurrection period is over. So he starts coming out to similar creatures, which is a big positive song for both him and his fans.
3: And I, I, I love the way the opening of this song builds. Oh, the ramp up, it, yeah, that's great, yeah. It feels like a main event pro wrestling entrance theme. You know, the, like like it just feels special the way it just builds up to the, eventually when the vocals kick in. As as you said, it it, it, it starts what would become a recurring trend in, in his, the rest of his theme songs where it builds each theme on top of the last in a way that I think is really neat that you don't see in pro wrestling music a lot.
2: Definitely, yeah, yeah. and. The lyrics are some of the more straightforward lyrics that we get with Jeff. I am a dying breed, laying it all on the line. Don't want to mess with me at any place or time. Fairly straightforward. He's a -a one-of-a-kind wrestler. Nobody else like him. Don't mess with him. Blah, blah, blah. You get the gist of it. But then he also goes, we are a dying breed, laying it all on the line. Don't want to mess with the similar creature's kind. Which, again, is him talking about the fans. I've been alone all along Until I wrote this down They're by my side as I write The words that give a damn To anyone who relates The symptoms fit me well They're by my side as I know Together we prevail And anyone who relates The symptoms hit me strong They're by my side as I know Our bond is ever long It's a real communal kind of song which we haven't really had with Jeff's themes here yet, Garrett.
3: It's a coherent Jeff Hardy theme song which i I think is pretty rare when you're reading these lyrics <laughs> it's like oh he actually knew what he was writing about for once instead of like another me where he goes off like about taking naps like the, the, that song kind of has a core of what it's about and then just veers in about 15 different directions at one stage or another Whereas this is just like you know it's me and my my strangers strange weirdo fans standing there gyrating all over the place with each other oh jeff
2: yes uh the Bound for Glory tradition continues in 2013 when Jeff gets another new theme at the show. This is off of Jeff's 2013 album Plurality of Worlds, which is an album title that can only come from the mind of Jeff Hardy.
3: <laughs> it's just he just combines words. I don't think he even thinks about it. He just puts words next to each other. This is called Time and Fate.
2: to come back and live your hell Choose to come back, and wish you will Choose to come back and live your hell So this one has the same intro as Similar Creatures with the klaxon, the modest drums, the big ramp up but in this one it has Jeff name-checking the previous themes that he's had so far if you listen closely you can hear him say modest another me resurrected similar creatures and coupled with the ramp up it's kind of a more on-the-nose way of jeff running through his past and bringing everything up to the present with time and fate garrett
3: yeah and then uh, that's the good bit of the song and then the rest of the song happens
2: (laughs) not a fan of it are you i hate the song a lot
3: like the 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 way similar creatures builds into the actual song it works it it works very well the way that intro builds into time and fate it just feels like two entirely different songs it's like a hard cut into time and fate
2: it's definitely the most intense and aggressive song that jeff has had so far in tna that's for sure both in terms of the music and the way jeff sings as well because he's quite punchy with the lyrics For you, I've done no wrong. For this, I've stayed so strong. Oh yeah, I know you will. You haven't been through hell. If that's your choice, you'll be, to me, a memory of simply love and hate, of simply time and fate. Choose to come back, I wish you will. Choose to come back and live your hell. So this is a very angry Jeff, a very intense Jeff. I mean, it's gobbledygook, don't get me wrong, (laughs) but it's a very dark side of Jeff, that's for sure.
3: It is, and like uh, this, this is where I first feel like I don't feel like this. F- not that it doesn't fit Jeff because he, he he wrote the song. Of course, it fits Jeff, but it doesn't really match him as a character for the first time, as his TNA themes tend to. Like I I, I don't see this in like 2013, 2014. Jeff Hardy, he's just like he's the same Jeff Hardy. He's just not world champion anymore. What why is he? What's he so mad at? That's what i want to know.
2: <laughs> well, you, you say that I I was thinking about this. It was around this time that Jeff was feuding with Dixie Carter and Mm -hmm. her band of goons. And Jeff was getting very frustrated and angry that Dixie kept screwing him over. So that ties into the aggressive, intense parts of the song. And it's also a little bit of foreshadowing here as well. Because Jeff would get so angry, he would go away and transform into Willow. Which gives the verse, if I could only stay behind the world that used to be the place I love to live, a place that can help me, it gives it a bit of a deeper meaning there because he wants to stay behind and be Jeff Hardy and be part of that world, but he's so mad he has to leave and let Willow take over. Now, that's my English major bullshit analysis,
3: mind you, but it's as good as anything else, I think, Garrett. (laughs) I don't know. I think you understand the mind of Jeff Hardy better than anybody other than Jeff Hardy. (laughs) I'm I'm now slightly worried for you. (laughs)
1: Reminds you of how good you were The future awaits your favor While the present eats away at your shallow core Some call the soul and He doesn't think like you Nor does he feel like you His alien ways are the reason for my very existence We won!
0: angel that celebrate sorrow in honor of his death. We love, we hate, we die for the in Willow's in Willow's Way. <laughs> in willow's way.
2: So just a few months after he started using time and fate uh, Jeff Hardy quote unquote quits TNA because of Dixie Carter's meddling and then not long afterwards some vignettes start to air for a little character known as Willow. Now Willow was Jeff's character way back in the day in the old Omega promotion that Jeff and Matt used to run in the late 90s. He was known as Willow the Wisp and then he signed to WWF and became Jeff Hardy and the rest is history. But now, Willow is back, baby. He's back. He's got an umbrella. He's got an evil laugh. And he looks like El Desperado at Burning Man. Just a a crazy guy in a black and white mask and face paint. He debuts on March 9th, 2014 with new Willow theme music by Del Oliver and Jeff Hardy. This is off of the album Evolution 14. It's called Willow's Way. (laughs) 2011 Muppets movie maniacal laugh maniacal laugh So, uh, yeah, this is Willow's theme, which makes sense because it doesn't start off with the Jeff Hardy Klaxon. It starts off with Willow's evil laugh And the rest of the song doesn't really match up with any of Jeff's previous themes because this song is very industrial metal-y Some electronica in there as well. Kind of reminds me of Static X or Korn, perhaps. And Jeff's other themes don't really sound like that at all. So I commend Jeff and Dale Oliver for making a song that still has some connective tissue to Jeff Hardy proper, because it is by Jeff, but at the same time, changing up the sound and lyrics to where it's a proper Willow
3: song, because Willow is such a dark and grimy character. Like, this is a terrible song, but like... (laughs) It's a good entrance theme song for Willow. Like, would I ever listen to this song willingly? Probably not. <laughs> and for like, you, like, there's there's a whole song there that you just don't hear. Because like, it has a pretty long intro after the maniacal laugh. So most of the time when Willow made his entrance, you didn't hear pretty much any of the actual song. But like, it's terrible. But like, Willow is this manic, crazy, uncontrollable character. And the song is a manic, crazy, uncontrollable like. Can you make sense of... like I, I, I shouldn't, because there's, there's three words in the song. Pointless to analyze appears in the song. So I think trying to work out what the lyrics of Willow's theme song are meant to mean, I think Jeff already says it in the song. <laughs> it's pointless to try and work it out. It's just madness. Which is Willow. They're very dark, I'd say that, though.
2: Like, pointless to memorize inklings that writings, they calculate who we are, shedding the skin of Bizarre. They make their poison, they know... Systematically, they're low, pointless to analyze what we cannot energize. Hatred is steering me wrong because the hope is all gone. And then the chorus, and the angels fly on by, head down, the hope is all gone. While the demons hide inside, heads down, the hope is all gone. The devil sets fire to evil souls, worship and hide, while God's ambitious plan unfolds in Willow's way. That is some dark shit right there, which lines up with Willow being Jeff's dark alter ego. You're right, it is pretty much just gobbledygook mumbo jumbo, but then again, if you watched any of those Willow vignettes, it was all nonsense and gobbledygook, you know? It it was all Jeff Hardy in the woods, dressed as Willow, cutting just these gibberish promos. So the two go hand in hand quite well there, I guess.
3: (laughs) Yeah, as I said... It's. I think Time and Fate is a bad song and a bad wrestling theme song. I think Willow is a bad song, but a tremendous theme song for Willow. It's like, it's as good a theme song for that character as you could possibly get, because it's... I think Jeff Hardy just whipped out his emo notebook from when he was like 14. It's like, oh, look at all my emo imagery that I wrote, all my poetry. Oh, I'm going to throw all that into one song, Devils and Fire, and oh, look at it, look at it.
2: When you see the shadow of the future behind
3: (laughs) you. (laughs) And yeah, he sings it in that like effect, like Jeff Hardy usually has like a weirdly affected tone to his voice when he sings, but he even goes even further into it in this. To be honest, I found the chorus to be quite catchy,
2: but that's just me. That's That's not bad. All right, so July 10th, 2014, Willow goes away, thank Christ, Mm -hmm. and Jeff Hardy comes back into the fold, and he goes back to using time and fate as his theme, but he also starts using another theme, a tag team theme, because Matt Hardy comes back to TNA. He had been there for a little bit in 2011 in a god-awful run as a heel in Immortal with Dreadlocks. I,
3: I hated Dreadlock Matt Hardy so much, Garrett. Surprisingly good match with AJ Styles. But that was about it, though. No, there was that weird... Well, remember when he teamed with Chris Harris to face Beer Money? Uh,
2: yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Was for like odd. one
3: show. <laughs> that was Chris Harris's one return after he left. It's like, oh, Oh, God. But uh,
2: yeah, the bright side is that Matt is now back as a face in 2014. And he's in a much better place health-wise because he was in a bit of a rough patch back then. Uh, like Jeff was. But the Hardy Boys are here now. They're back together again and going after the TNA tag team titles, which they eventually did win in March 2015. Their tag team theme during this time period is another Jeff Hardy song off of similar creatures. This is called Reptilian. No
0: regrets and no reason for return. The worst is over and the sins have been burned.
2: Tool fans out there who listened to this song and thought, hmm, this sounds pretty familiar. You're not wrong because the music in this song is basically a ripoff of the Tool song 46 and 2 from their 1996 album Anima. The part where it goes dun, 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 that is pretty much like a note for note stealing of the ending of 46 and 2. Now, am I accusing Jeff Hardy of ripping off Tool? Absolutely not. I'm accusing Dale Oliver of ripping off Tool because the music of Reptilian is literally the same as the music from Matt's 2011 theme, Rogan Cold Blooded, which is the song that ripped off 46 and 2. So all Jeff Hardy did with this one is take the music from Rogan Cold Blooded, put new lyrics over it, add a cool guitar solo, and voila, got a new song right there. And there's even a reference to the term cold-blooded in the lyrics. Cold-blooded, I'll rethought what's taught. Memories forever a cost. Cold-blooded, reptilian kind. Looking back and feeling the line. So, points to Jeff for repurposing an old song and making it a little bit more interesting with new lyrics here. But not a lot of points for musical originality, shall we
3: say, Garrett? How dare you. (laughs) How dare you continue your... Your campaign to besmirch the good name of Dale Oliver and his (laughs) thoroughly original and never lifted from anywhere else music. How do you know Tool didn't steal this from Dale Oliver, Andrew? Can you prove that?
2: Well, I suppose it is possible that the band Tool had a time machine and they went forward in time to 2014, watched Impact and thought, this is a good song, let's steal it. Then went back in time to 1996 and put out their song. I mean, it, it, I can't not prove it, I guess.
3: <laughs> and so many people have done that to Dale Oliver. It's so upsetting. He makes this revolutionary music. And you know that's, that's, that film coming out about the guy who was, wakes up in the universe where the Beatles were never born and steals their songs? Yesterday. That's Dale Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> everybody does that to him. And the poor guy is just like accused of stealing everybody's songs. <laughs> I, I feel for him. I much prefer the instrumental version of the song, by the way, rather than the lyrics version, <laughs> which I, I suppose means that tool song is very good. <laughs> it is. It's a good song. Yeah.
2: Um. I mean, as far as a Hardy boys tag team theme goes on the surface, it's perfect because you're taking Matt's old TNA theme and you're taking new lyrics and vocals from Jeff, and you're smooshing them together into a brand new song. It's an audio combination to match the combination of the two brothers on screen. Great. That works. That said, though, I I, I don't know if the lyrics really work for them. You know, it it talks about burning the sins of the past, and cold-blooded and reptilian skin. You've got a refrain, which is, I never see you before, I'll never see you again. There's nothing left of it now. I was in love with then. I never felt you before. I'll never feel you again. There's something right with me now. I'll never love it again. Doesn't quite scream brotherly love, does it? You know, It it doesn't really convey the deep bond of a tag team. It, It all seems a bit too dour for my liking. And they're not heels here either. They were good guys during this time period. So... I'm a little confused as to why Jeff wrote these particular lines for this theme.
3: Jeff was just clearly pissed that he had to go back to a tag team. I'll never love it again. I hate it. I have to go back and team with Matt. Where's my world title run? Bully Ray hit me with a hammer and I never got my belt back. God. <laughs> that 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 series during that summer where they wrestled the Wolves in Team 3D in a series of matches that Those led to Those are really a- good matches, yeah. I honestly believe those matches stand up with the original TLC matches. Particularly the final two. The latter match they had and the Full Metal Mayhem match they had. Which I think are the last great Team 3D matches. Uh, probably not the last great Hardy Boys matches. They had some good after that, particularly in Ring of Honor with the Young Bucks. But I think they're, they're the last great Dudley Boys matches. And I do honestly think they stand right up there with the original TLC matches. And like this was a period, as you said, Matt went through some hard times... Uh, I would do a Dusty Rhodes impression, but, you know, I wouldn't insult your listening audience. <laughs> but he went through some hard times and he came out the other side, and, like, this was old Matt Hardy doing moonsaults and f- crashing through tables and all the fun stuff you expect, out of the-, the same way Jeff Hardy did three years earlier. You know, it was nice to see Matt kind of have that same arc and then them come back together again with a mediocre theme song that doesn't really work for them.
2: And if I could go back to my English major bullshit analysis here, mm-hmm. I suppose it's a little bit of foreshadowing again about how Matt will turn on Jeff and become a bad guy. Cold-blooded, reptilian skin, Matt is like a snake in that sense. I never see you before, I'll never see you again. You know, maybe those lines make more sense now in hindsight that they're teasing up Matt's heel turn. Um, Two years later, mind you, two years later, but (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Do you think,
3: like, TNA's writers were just looking, it's like, oh, we've gotten for Matt or Jeff, it's like... Read a song. What does this song say? <laughs> All of Jeff Hardy's booking has been based on writer, writers retroactively trying to work out what his lyrics mean.
2: That explains like every weird TNA angle they've ever done. <laughs> yeah.
3: If it makes no sense, just
2: blame Jeff Hardy's nonsense lyrics. <laughs> Where does this Dixieland match stipulation come from? Ask Jeff. It's his lyrics. Ask him about it. <laughs> oh, God. Do
3: you remember the bump Jeff took off the ladder at the end of that match? Uh, I think I do. Because the, the, the if people don't know the Dixieland match, it was a steel cage ladder match in which you had to escape oh, the cage right. and then oh. take a ladder to the top of the ramp and the belt was hanging at the top of the ramp. So Jeff climbed the ladder to the top of the ramp and then Spud comes out. And pushes Jeff off the ladder onto the ramp. And he lands with the most sickening thud you will ever hear in your life. And that's after Jeff already hit a whisper in the wind off the cage in that match. And you're like, Jeff, Jeff, no, you don't have to do this anymore. I was thinking
2: of slowing down, you know, easing up on the swanton. My back's hurting me. Hey, Jeff, we want to push you off a ladder onto the ramp. Sounds good to me, man. Let's do it. (laughs)
3: Uh, Listen, he didn't do the whisper in the wind off the cage, straight fall off the ladder. There's no swantons in there. He's not lying. (laughs) So I mentioned a few moments
2: ago that Jeff uses time and fate as a solo theme after the Willow character ended, and he uses time and fate for quite a while, actually, until Bound for Glory 2015. Uh, The reason he didn't get a new song at Bound for Glory 2014 was because that was the year that the show was in Japan. And uh, Jeff Hardy, for some strange reason, Garrett, he can't go to Japan. You know, you just can't do international dates for whatever reason.
3: It was very strange. For some reason, Jeff Hardy would disappear for two months at the start of January. Yeah. Like, TNA, TNA would go to England and Jeff Hardy would suddenly disappear. I don't know why. It's, it's, it's very odd.
2: A very strange coincidence. Very strange, I mm. think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Jeff did not actually wrestle on Bound for Glory 2015. He was actually the special guest referee. For the main event world title match between the champion, EC3, Drew Galloway, and Matt Hardy. A match that Matt actually won. But it's still Bound for Glory, so Jeff is still going to debut a new theme there. Uh we are back with Proxygen off of their album and get ready for this one, folks. Within the Cygnus Rift, which is the Jeff Hardiest Jeff Hardy album title that has ever been Jeff Hardied.
3: <laughs> Good chance he's just making up words. <laughs> Within the
2: Cygnus Rift. Oh my goodness. Uh, this song is called Placate. So we're back with the big ramp-up intro, klaxon, modest drums, name-checking all the previous themes. The lyrics in this one, though, oh my god. The flowery, poetic, gobbledygook, bullshit nonsense in this one, Garrett, more than service or stories in a book, has nothing to do with the way we look. When I see them fall, I can feel the faith. When I dream of you, it's a peaceful place. Somewhere in the presence of God, it's like you're alive in an abstract world, guiding every move I make, fueling my faith every step I take on. Garrett, what in the ever-loving fuck does that have to do with wrestling?
3: Alright, so, Jeff Hardy got injured in the summer, well, spring of 2015, as I said earlier. He fell off his motorbike and, I think, broke both his knees or whatever. He had very bad time for Jeff Hardy. So, Jeff Hardy had too much time at home. And I think this is what happens like I, I my first read of this song is it's about the Illuminati because like he wrote a song about reptilians and now he's writing a song about higher and above the law they represent and run the planet so like i I think Jeff during his time off at home, he's either writing a song about how he has given his body to the fans and they don't care about him or he's writing he's watching too many conspiracy theory videos on YouTube and writing entrance themes about. <laughs>
2: I I think this is a, I think this is a good example of Jeff having maybe a little too much power with his entrance themes. You know, like most of the themes, they you can justify them because they fit the narrative of Jeff's career arc and they fit the character. This is a theme that didn't need to happen. You know, I think this was Jeff just going, okay, it's bound for glory. I need a new theme song
3: he's not even wrestling on the show as you said he's a referee <laughs> and he's like oh we're in Car- we're in north carolina they would the fans want a new song i need a new song <laughs> it, it
2: has to happen goddammit. damn it
3: <laughs> listen to the freaking as i said it's it's a very it's crazy and below the law i create and love the planet i grace don't grace just fill its place until it's time for me to be erased it's like jeff Jeff cool your jets you've only (laughs) broke your knees or whatever maybe if you didn't go on the motocross bike as much you wouldn't be so sad about being being erased or what whatever this song is
2: about I mean if I had to like completely empty the clip on my bullshit analysis gun (laughs) I guess I would say that the whole time for me to be erased thing erased being a synonym for oh I don't know obsolete all these songs Ah, foreshadow each each other good god I cracked the code there, Garrett, I think, on this one. <laughs> Are you Jeff Hardy? Uh, uh, Gotta go, Garrett. <laughs> 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 but, uh yeah, that that whole obsolete thing is just me pulling it out of my ass, you know? But you know, Playgate, the song, is just, it's whatever.
3: And he basically barely uses it. It's probably one of his least to use, because he's injured for most of the time anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the time he's back full-time, he more or less changes it to the next theme song.
1: This is the darkest day in the history of House Hardy. My entire platoon nearly destroyed. Rebecca emotionally traumatized. King Maxwell nearly abducted. Brother Nero was mutilated. Senior Benjamin kidnapped, and Vanguard One is missing. These people are more to me than just a family. They are my magic. They are house God. I will lift you out of this chair with wheels, and I will walk you into the lake of reincarnation. I will ask the seven deities to regenerate your mortal body, your deadly wounds, because I need the nefarious brother Nero on my side and healthy and strong in the great war. I know it hurts, ah! but come with me. Will assist you. Will help you. I am going to submerge you in the lake of reincarnation, and I ask the seven deities. I played with the seven deities to regenerate your mortal flesh. Please, follow me in this exercise. Regenerate, Eric, Regenerate, Circle, call, Charles, Gustav, Regenerate, brother Nero.
0: Regenerate. regenerate.
4: champ is back. You can't see me. Jeff Hardy's broken future is embrankled. It's unpredictable. It's inevitable.
1: You can't decay unless you're deceased. Never! That's the reincarnation I needed. Ah. Yes! This is the reincarnation I needed. The nefarious... Brother Nero. I will render you obsolete. Obsolete! Delete! Obsolete! Delete!
0: Obsolete! Delete! Delete.
1: Obsolete! We have one member of House Hardy back. Two more to go. Vanguard One, old friend. I will track you down.
2: Garrett, we've come to the last little section of the show here, which will be all about the Broken Hardy universe. And to make a long, weird story short, when Jeff broke his leg back in May 2015, him and Matt had to vacate the tag belts. And that was the spark that lit the powder keg for Matt to turn heel on Jeff months and months later, which led to Matt becoming so obsessed with his hatred of Jeff He became broken. He gets the blonde streak in his hair. He starts talking with the weird accent. There was the whole delete chant going on. The Hardy Compound vignettes. Vanguard 1, Senior Benjamin, all that stuff. Which is like, you know what, Matt... Maybe it's a little overreaction on your part, perhaps.
3: (laughs) I don't know. If you look at the way this story worked out, Matt and Jeff worked. They went through all those TLC matches. They won the belts in an Ultimate X match. Finally, they're TNA World Tag Team champions. And Jeff goes and selfishly ruins it. by he can't stay off his motocross bike. He destroys his knees. And poor Matt has to vacate the tag titles. And Matt's like, all right, Jeff. I forgive you, I'll go do my singles run. And Matt wins the belt, has to vacate the belt, wins the belt again, but via nefarious means, because he had to vacate it the first time. So when Matt wins the belt via nefarious means, he becomes big money Matt. And Jeff is aghast at what his brother has become, and costs Matt the world championship. Which Matt is like, Jeff, what the hell? You, you, you injured cost us the world tag team titles. Then I, I go achieve my great success as world champion, and you cost me that too? And, that, and then they feud, and then Jeff hits a giant swanton from the top of the building, which breaks Matt Hardy, both mentally and physically. And then we go into full wonderful xylophones and extraordinarily... <laughs> uh, the most upsetting thing is none of the themes have extraordinary xylophones in them, which, uh, come on. If there's, if there's any instrument from for the Broken Matt Hardy saga that you want to put in the theme song, it's a xylophone, not a piano, eventually. But if you'd like to read the deep lore, I, I wrote about it for VoicesWrestling.com. Just Google the Broken Matt Hardy saga, and I go into needlessly intricate detail. And what I think is actually, as it turns out, a very good story. Because, like, that's actually the narrative. I didn't make that up. I'm not like... Oh, yeah, uh, I know.
2: I know, yeah. I, w- I was just being a little bit chiggy there, saying, oh, it's all too much. But you're right, it does narratively make sense why all these events happened. They're goofy as fuck, don't get me wrong, but it they do follow some sort of logic.
3: It's a, it's a good... And like, if you watch the final deletion, the final moment of that where Jeff climbs the Hardy Brothers symbol. Ah, he's... the symbolism he's standing on top of the hardy brother symbol about to put his brother away what one would assume is some kind of swanton bomb off of it and they flash back to scenes of them winning the tag belts and vacating the tag belts and Matt losing the belt and like in that moment that's the shattering the friendship and Matt sets the symbol on fire to end their brotherhood it's actually like it's stupid nonsense but it's actually like there's a sense of melancholy there (laughs) and I will defend it as like a legitimately good story until the day i die <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean i mean maybe matt was protecting jeff you know like maybe he thought jeff your back is fucked you can't do the swanton too much anymore
3: it ain't worth it <laughs> oh that's that's where that, that that plays into the character that's where the 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 the, the, the spot monkey addiction <laughs> came from matt was trying to help jeff from destroying his own body because he's a good older brother that would do that for his younger brother Of course, of course, yes. After the final
2: deletion in July, after all that wacky stuff, Matt turns Jeff into Brother Nero, which is Jeff's broken character. And Jeff has some new gear, he's got white eye contacts, a new personality, and he's got new music as well. At first, it would come out to just an acapella loop of Jeff saying the line, I will fade away and classify myself as obsolete over and over again. Because Obsolete was one of the catchwords of the Broken Map universe. But then later on, he switched to a full song. This is also off of Within the Cygnus Rift. It's called Obsolete.
4: Set in my ways, I am changing Every single move you're making, sense of analyzed predictions far beyond the comprehension. I've been tortured with the raving, thus to stop a star from shining.
2: So the strange thing about this song is that it wasn't written for the Brother Nero character at the time. It came out the year before on the album. Which leads me to wonder, was the whole basis for Brother Nero and Obsolete and maybe the whole Broken Matt Hardy universe in general, was that all taken directly from the song? Like I know he joked earlier on that like, oh, TNA writers were getting all those stuff from Jeff's lyrics, but in this case, did they actually do that here?
3: I think they did or well it probably is more likely is that the Hardys had extreme control over this story and Jeff included his own But never mind that let's let's build narratives (laughs) that they stole from Jeff Hardy's music to write the stories of the show
2: (laughs) yeah it's all just interesting to me how they were able to have this big character arc for Jeff and by extension Matt too and it was a pretty notable part of their TNA runs it's all right there in the song pretty much
3: yeah, and like, like it's, it's, like, it's, it's retrofitted. I suppose it makes it makes sense when you consider it's probably retrofitted that way. But yeah, it's it's very like you you list a lot of Jeff Hardy's theme songs. Uh, he kind of varies between like writing what like another movie is written specifically for that, and then like a bunch of songs were then just all similar creatures for a while. But like, this this is just one of those songs that's off one of his albums. And you're like, how did it fit this character, this story so well? And then you read the lyrics of the song, and it's like a really harrowing Jeff Hardy song about struggling with addiction. And you're like, this this in particular is where I'm like, how is this a wrestling theme song?
2: (laughs) It's very strange. Yeah, very strange. But I think similar to the Willow theme, it's a good choice for the Brother Nero character because... Like the Willow theme, it branches off and does its own thing. There's no claxon. there are no references to previous themes. It retains the heaviness of some other Jeff Hardy songs, but it starts off with that haunting note on the synth. And there are some orchestral bits in there as well. Jeff's singing in the chorus, too, is so much more emotional than what we normally get. He really puts the power behind his voice. It's different, you know, it's a little bit more cinematic, and given how cinematic that whole broken universe stuff was, I'd say that the heightened theatricality of it all makes sense there, Gareth.
3: And it's just a good song. <laughs> Unlike the Willow one, which is not a good song, this is just a good song. And like, as I said, my skin's dying because you're under it. I'm done lying to myself for this, for all the wonder and believing, man, it's making me weak. I'll fade away and classify myself as obsolete. I would, as I said, I would imagine that that's a song about Jeff and substance abuse, which is a very strange thing to co-opt into. Uh, If if you're to read it within the realms of the character, it's probably him jumping off of things, (laughs) which is like, those are two very different reads of a song.
2: Yeah, it's probably just the whole uh, negativity and darkness of the Brother Nero character. Uh, He stopped wearing the face paint and stopped having the rainbow-colored hair. He was now over the top in a different way, where he was brainwashed and shouting obsolete and all that stuff. So it's pretty much just saying, like, the old Jeff Hardy is gone. Now he's Brother Nero.
3: Also, obsolete rhymes nicely with delete. That too. So Matt can shout delete and Jeff can shout obsolete and everyone is happy. (laughs) Everybody gets a catchphrase. Yeah, it's all that matters.
2: And of course, while he was Brother Nero, uh, Jeff would team up with Matt, who became a face again not long after the final deletion. And the Broken Hardys came out to a new tag team theme at Bound for Glory 2016, naturally, which turned out to be both Jeff and Matt's last Bound for Glory to date. So the Jeff Hardy BFG tradition ends at 2016. Rest in peace for now, anyway. This was performed live by Rebby Hardy, Matt's wife. This is called The Obsolete Suite. So a little background here, when Matt became Broken Matt, he started coming out to Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata performed on the piano. So if the Broken Hardys are going to have a tag team theme, then it just makes total sense then that it would also be performed on the piano. The cool thing about this song though, is that it's not just the refrain from Obsolete in piano version, it's that it's called the Obsolete Suite, and if you listen closely, you can hear other Hardy themes done in piano version throughout the song. And not just TNA themes either. There's WWE themes in there too. There's Reptilian. There's Live for the Moment. There's Moonlight Sonata. Loaded. Obsolete. It's like a little medley of Hardy Boy's history done in a two-minute piano song. And I think what it lacks in energy and intensity, it makes up for in being a pretty cool little tribute to the past, like, 15 years of that
3: career Garrett and again this is the second Hardy Boys theme song that I was there to witness live in person I was at Bound for Glory 2016 standing in the corner of the Impact Zone next to one Dave Lagan at the time and I was like is Reby actually playing and he's like yeah she is it's like whoa yeah she's good she's really good yeah and uh, you remember the like the original broken segment that broke out was the contract signing for Slammiversary Matt is sitting at the piano and he turns around and he's like, Brother Nero, I knew you'd come. So it's also, a, it's a callback to the heart. And as you said, the the live for the moment kind of opens it. It's like, do, 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 do. You can hear that at the very start. And it's, it's, like, it's a very, it's not a traditional pro wrestling theme in, in any sense of the word. Like to, to hear a a kind of low key piano track to bring like that, that's that's not the big like oh the big you need the big opening note that people recognize it's like no Rabby's gonna go out there sit at the piano and play a a weird medley of theme songs but it really works for the like the the off kilter weed kind of deliberately weird nature that the Broken Hardys were going for they were embracing their weirdness in a way like to say Jeff Hardy was embracing his weirdness in a way he never had before is quite saying something <laughs> but they were probably doing that during the Broken Era just going like full, wacky what kind of creative nonsense can we come up with we had free reign to do what we wanted some people utterly hated it and that's fine it doesn't need to be for everybody and like I'm everyone I, I like if, if you engage with it on the terms that it, that it was trying to engage with you on I think there is no other way but to have fun with it and it's, it's strange and bizarre and this, this theme song it just fits it's, it upends expectations in a way that the entire Broken character I think was kind of built around
2: yeah, and if you watch the Bound for Glory entrance on YouTube, Reby plays the piano there and first Matt comes out and he gets a big reaction and then Jeff comes out and he gets a bigger reaction. And I think just having the piano beat the music instead of like a big loud rock song, I think it really accentuates just how popular and how old these guys were at the time because you can hear the crowd pop a lot clearer. And luckily they were over because if they weren't... <laughs> they would have died to death. It would have gotten real awkward there, I think.
3: <laughs> just come out. It's like, oh, yeah, she's playing the piano. Oh, no, no one likes Matt Hardy at all. <laughs> You'd have to add in the old Smackdown pop onto Episodes of Impact <laughs> to make it work. That was the best thing about that show. Because, like, obviously they wrestled Decay on that show. And The Great War... But, like, the best part of that was, like, they went backstage and then did the, like, the Broken Hardy bit of the match with the video and pumpkins. And I think that was the debut of Itchweed, which we'll talk about more in a second. Um, <laughs> but the, the crowd reaction to the Broken Hardy stuff was probably bigger than, like, Jeff jumping off a ladder at the end. It's insane. Like, I would have loved if they, they they took that original final deletion and, like, just put it in front of a crowd just to see people react to it. It would have made it, like, even that much, that, that bit much more better. As you said, it's the end of the Bound for Glory tradition. We'll never have a new theme song at Bound for Glory again. Well, you never
2: know. You never know. A, a 50-year-old Jeff Hardy could come out, you know, with a new song.
3: Still jump off ladders.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No
3: swantons, though. No swantons. No, just some flashes maybe. <laughs> Those knee, those, his knees are probably worse than his back these days, so the swantons are probably better for him.
2: <laughs> so uh, the final theme of the episode here is technically not a Jeff Hardy theme, because it belongs to another one of Jeff's characters. But it's not Willow. It's not Brother Nero. It's Itchweed! <laughs> Itchweed! Itchweed! Uh, <woohoo! laughs> With three E's in the name, by the way. Uh, And Itchweed is another old Jeff Hardy character, back from the old Hardy show days, that is so fucking weird and bonkers. He's essentially a gardener who took way too much LSD and crank at the same time. Like, he wears these giant goggles and a jester hat, and he carries a weed whacker with him, and he talks gibberish for like a mile a minute. It's a very strange character. And given the assortment of characters that Jeff has done over the years, that's saying something, Garrett.
3: This is this is why Jeff Hardy had to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> why well, you had to send him back to WWE where he could be creatively stifled. Because... <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly an indication that he's, he's he's emptied his tank he's like he's he's just all out of his good creative ideas and this is what's left if this is what obviously it goes further back but he should have buried it for longer It should have never like Willow I can get on board with Willow is like the dark side of Jeff Hardy and like during the final deletion when he was dumped in the lake and came back out as Willow that's fun itchweed is terrible and as you said and affront front to decency with three E's. There's up there a crazy Steve with, t- t- with the freaking two, two Z's.
2: two Z's. Oh yeah. I hated that too. It's yeah. so upsetting. And crazy I was... Steve. Get out of here with that. Come on.
3: For for years in my Voices of Wrestling Reviews of Impact, I refused to spell crazy Steve with two <laughs> Z's. I was like, this is the line in the sand I will draw. I will not give up on my, my, my morals and beliefs. And the, the queen's English, the queen will roll over in her hat or whatever she does. I don't know. Queen things. If she she saw her language being so butchered.
2: Well, uh, in any event, uh, Itchweed made a cameo appearance during a match between the Broken Hardys and Decay. But then there was the episode of Impact called Total Nonstop Deletion, which was an episode that was run by the Broken Hardys at the Hardy compound. And Itchweed actually wrestled on the show and had his own entrance music too which was actually the same song that was the theme for the episode as well. This is the only song here that is not by any member of the Hardy family. It's by Idiom Music, and it's called Endogeny. away from regular Jeff Hardy means that we are venturing away from regular Jeff Hardy music in this case it's this futuristic science fictiony kind of dubstep song not a crazy dubstep song like Skrillex more like a dark and mysterious kind of dubstep which given that it's itchweed and itchweed is not necessarily a dark character but definitely an offbeat one and one that looks like he enjoys dubstep then yeah, I suppose it works for the guy.
3: Yeah, and they were just lazy and repurposed the show thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, for, for as much as I don't like a song like Time and Fate, at least it's interesting, because, like, it's Jeff Hardy, so, you know, you can read those lyrics and at least go, what in the name of God is he talking about? Whereas this is just a boring production track, which is, it's fine, it's fine. But it fits Itchweed and being perfectly... I don't want to ever think about it again.
2: And it's funny, we're kinda ending as we began, because... The original version of modest had an alien vibe to it Hmm. and endogeny which he used 12 years later has an alien vibe to it as well which if i guess i had to sum up today's episode it's that jeff hardy is a big weirdo but that's okay that's okay that's why we like him because he's not afraid to put himself out there and to show off his personality and to do his own thing with his music music that fits with the characters Fits with his story arcs and whether you like the songs or not you can't deny that they're unique and they're interesting more so than fozzy i'd imagine but so as far as i'm concerned jeff hardy keep being your weird self and keep making weird music like
3: this uh what
2: about you Garrett?
3: in the pantheon of pro wrestling music or well music by pro wrestlers uh, jeff hardy is at least the one of the more interesting artists his songs are as I said like Jeff has been through some dark times and in those dark times he continues to write music and that comes out in his music which is always very fascinating and interesting to like examine in especially when it starts bleeding over into a pro wrestling character and then the reality and all that stuff comes together in a, a strange concoction but then you get Itchweed which I suppose the most interesting thing Itchweed did was at Banff for Glory a show while Billy Corgan was still president he smashed some pumpkins Ah, uh, symbolism, yeah. Which then Billy Cork was forced out of the company, so like the, the pumpkins were well and truly smashed. But <laughs> that's what you heard over there. But yeah, like uh, like I I think I remember, I, remember I proposed this to doing this episode to you in Slack, didn't I? You did, yes. And I was like, cause like. Uh, Jeff Hardy's TNA themes, in a, in a more interesting way than most theme songs, tell his story. Tell the story of who he is. Tell the story of who he is as a character. The, the theme songs evolve and they grow, and and like they reflect his character. And as you said, they foreshadow who his character is always going to become. Somehow, it's 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 bizarre, mad genius. But, but, but just 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 even the way the simple way the intros of these songs build on each other is the way pro wrestling music just doesn't build like tanahashi's shift from uh high energy to go Ace. It's just like you know they're two different songs and fair enough, they reflect different theories of him, but they're entirely unrelated or it's like Jeff's themes build on each other in a way that's like it there's there's themes that build on each other and musical themes that build on each other in a way that just you don't see in wrestling music and it's really cool.
2: Well said, well said. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, as always, Garrett. You are an absolute delight of a co-host, a, a-, a fountain of knowledge when it comes to TNA and impact, and I'm always happy when you're on the show here.
3: You can shoot the TNA signal into the sky anytime.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I I hand you a Joker sting card. He's got a taste for the theatrics, like you, and you're like, I'll look into it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little Batman Begins reference there for you, folks.
3: (laughs) I'll come back to you with, did you know that the uh, Flying Elvis theme, the introduction to that, is done by Jeremy Porrash. Really? Yeah. If you listen to it. I had no idea. That was him. You know the Elvis has left the building bit? I do. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. The
0: Elvis has left the
3: building. Oh, yeah. If you listen very closely, it's like, oh, yeah, it's JB. How about that? How
2: about that? Uh, Any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead.
3: Uh, just follow me on Twitter at garkidney Garrett g a or e t t k i d n e y because I think I've done my bit about how you spell my name with two r's and two t's before, so I won't I won't subject you to that again. Uh, yeah, I tweet about things mostly things you probably don't care about, but follow me anyway.
2: That's g a double t, ain't he great?
3: Jeff Jarrett, I should start a Garrett always wins meme.
2: And uh, Music of the Mat is part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can check out other fantastic podcasts on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. You can follow this show on Twitter at Music of the You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Check out the YouTube playlist for this and all past episodes at the VOW forums. That's VoicesOfWrestling.com Forum. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Uh, Garrett, thanks again, and I'll talk to you again soon.
3: Thanks, Andrew.
2: All right, for Garrett Kidney, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Precession of the Equinoxes. No, wait, that's another Jeff Hardy album title. My mistake there, my mistake. <laughs> I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys.
3: You just made Procession of the Equinoxes up, didn't
2: you? (laughs) It's real.
3: Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show
0: are property of their respective copyright holders. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey sub at Firehouse Subs?